Celebrating Founding Fathers Day every day. In the spirit of 1776. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Damn it, man, we're at war! So, Alright, uh, Mac McDonald there inside the sports headlines with his notebook open uh, for us this morning. And he's got a special presentation. I asked him uh, over the last weekend, I said, you know, what's the deal with this ACC <laughs> breakup uh, here and uh, what does it all mean and he's uh, delved into his Rolodex and uh, and with that in mind I have a special you know do, uh, not just Max music but I love it long time users of this program know who uh, Max special guest is if you hear Vern Gosden there uh, go ahead Mac the floor is yours and your special guest to break this all down alright alright Jojo former governor, former U.S. senator, former Cavalier quarterback, but current uh, follower of what's going on in the world of sports and probably should be the executive director of the new Power Five All-College Football League. So, uh, Senator, what I'm saying is the ACFL is right in your wheelhouse, and you would be (laughs) terrific as the executive director. Would this be a position that you would like to pursue? No, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. I'm enjoying life and, and what I'm doing. But, and, and, and that would be a difficult position. This is George Allen talking, by the way. So people wonder, who, what, what frog has he dragged onto the, onto the set? So, I, I enjoyed being governor. Uh, somewhat enjoyed being a U.S. senator. Uh, but I do care about freedom and opportunity. And obviously sports matter a lot. And football's obviously by every metric, the key sport that funds college athletics. Yeah. So bottom line, uh, senators, we talked about it. Uh, you know, George, we talked about uh, the bottom line is TV revenue when talking about Florida yep. State and the ACC in this case. How do you how do you look at it? And, and I think you explained to me that the biggest power struggle is is going to be where this case will be deliberated which state florida or north carolina yeah well this case this case and let's get to the the overall issue here for your listeners is freedom for for many decades in fact throughout the history of of college athletics including football there's a restraint of trade and and they had this uh co-conspiracy between the nfl that prohibited players from getting drafted and getting paid until for three years. Actually, one time it was four years, uh, but now it's three years of college. And the colleges get these athletes to play this risky, great sport for, for less than a minimum wage in the scholarship funds. And so now with, with freedom of, of players can move and they can get uh, paid for their name, image, and likeness, and so forth, revenues really matter. And, of course, the revenues from TV uh, have skyrocketed. And the Southeastern Conference and the Big Ten are way, way ahead and, and increasingly ahead of, of other conferences, including the ACC. Now, this lawsuit that Florida State filed, they filed, filed it in Florida. The ACC, which is headquartered in Charlotte, filed it in North Carolina. This will be a classic case that will be taught in law schools as to what is the appropriate venue. Each side is trying to get the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Florida wants to have it there. Somehow the ACC figures that they'll have a, you know, the, the commissioners in the office think it'll be a fair uh, 
venue in North Carolina. The facts and the law will remain the same, but uh, it, so, so that that will be a key issue, and uh, and each side has has a, a reasonable claim for for what's the appropriate venue to litigate the merits of this case. Uh, so we'll see. That you know, I could see that ultimately going to the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, which is, which would be I true political football. George Allen and, is our guest. Uh, former governor, senator, and uh, truly one of the great minds when it comes to uh, even, you know, college sports, professional sports, and so on and so forth. So the whole grant of rights, which we know is what Florida State is is trying to, uh, you know, argue and, and w- whether the other schools will join. As that affects other schools, then, George, how does it affect Virginia and Virginia Tech? And I'm sure you've talked to, you know, people, uh, you know, wanting to know about those two schools and how it would affect the Cavaliers and the Hokies. Well, in the event that Florida State uh, left the ACC, uh, they are a top 10 team. Uh, And I think I sent you the front office sports. The top 10 teams for viewership in this past season were number one Alabama, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Colorado, an aberration because of Coach Prime, was number three, Georgia, <laughs> Michigan, six was Tennessee, Oregon, Texas, Florida State was nine, and Notre Dame ten. Uh, now, if you if you lose Florida State, that makes the attractiveness of the ACC much less. And then if Clemson left, which is a top 20 uh, viewership following team, that makes it even less valuable, which means – that the revenues to Virginia, Virginia Tech, and all the rest of the remaining ACC schools would be less. Now they have added, you know, <laughs> SMU and and uh, Stanford and Cal, but those those aren't big viewership teams. So they'd still have the criteria of the number of teams in in the uh, conference, but they'd get less money, which puts them at a competitive disadvantage for their facilities and what they can afford for for their football teams and so that that's where the big concern is plus you could get to a situation where you end up with two big conferences in the whole country which would be the sec and the big 10 and uh and although the big 12 has been very creative in, in staying alive yeah, uh, and, yeah. and actually doing well uh, yeah. with with their creativity but you can see one of the things you'd want is Virginia Tech and Virginia just be in the same conference. That's beneficial to both. And and you say, oh, well, who cares about college football? I'll tell you who cares about it. All the stores, uh, hotels, mm-hmm. uh, restaurants, shops, and all that on college game day weekends, uh, the economic impact of home games, especially big home games, is is tremendous. And some of these college colleges are in small towns, whether it's you know, relatively small towns like like Blacksburg and Charlottesville, and uh, yeah, the Wake Forest area, Clemson, and so forth, and that has a big impact. Just like having NASCAR races at Bristol in Upper East Tennessee and uh, Martinsville has a tremendous economic impact on so many businesses, and therefore revenues for those localities and communities. So it is I mean, the implications, the multiplier effect of of this issue uh, will reverberate throughout these communities. Um, George Allen is our guest, former Senator Governor, uh, as we follow the Florida State case and whatever. You brought up a good point when we talked the other day, too, about 
Could there be briefs from the other schools supporting Florida State and their cause to change this contract yeah. and the grant of rights? Yeah, we'll do some continuing legal education here on your show. Uh, I love it. You can have, law- <laughs> you can have lawsuits, and then uh, schools, universities, and, and others can file what are called amicus briefs or friend-of-court briefs in support of one side or the other. And so, you know, say, say Florida State gets an amicus brief from Clemson who says, yeah, we think this is a, uh, a dumbass deal. And, and <laughs> we agree with uh, your claim that of this chronic fiduciary mismanagement of the ACC and, uh, and s- signing this long-term TV deal with ESPN, which, you know, if you look back on it and doesn't make really good sense now but and so and then you could get others say university of virginia or wake forest or virginia tech or louisville or whomever could could uh, have a brief in support of the acc's position that you you may think it's a, a stupid ill-advised detrimental contract that the acc signed but everyone knew that and you signed it and you're, you're we're going to uphold this contract, and uh, as, as, as onerous as it is to, to uh, pay the ransom to get out of it. Um, and, and I'm going to put you in the commissioner's chair, so I hope I'm not putting you on a hot spot, because we, we also talked about this. When, the, when it came out that really the contract is 2027, it's, the ACC has an opportunity with ESPN to continue the contract through 2036. So really, the, the grant of rights officially and the TV contract officially ends in 2027. Uh, George, if you were Commissioner Jim Phillips, would you be working maybe with Florida State and maybe the, all the ACC and ESPN say, hey, we're going to redo our contract and maybe redo it now or say we're going to have a new one in place by 2027? What, what would be a, 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 you know, a way to go on this? Two things, I think, uh, and I'm not going to tell the commissioner what to do. He, he knows this is business better than I. But two things. Number one, I'd find a way to reward the the colleges, the teams, the programs that are actually carrying the conference, mm-hmm. which are Florida State and, and Clemson for the most part. Uh, and and so, so you have that meritocracy in, in earnings as opposed to everyone getting the same amount whether you're a drag or, or a benefit. The other thing is, is if you could renegotiate early now that, that the contract after 2027, not on the same terms, but at the much higher rates, so it's more comparable and competitive mm-hmm. with what, AC, what Southeastern Conference or Big Ten teams are getting, that would, that would negate a lot of Florida State's concerns. The, the concern is, gosh, you're stuck with this contract for – Till 2036. That is just absurd. There are some people who buy 10 year treasury bills, but <laughs> this is really, really a long contract. And, and, and the compelling nature, Mac, of sports, particularly college football and, and the NFL is it's just a perfect game for, for TV and that there's breaks. There's time for commercials. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just obviously you look at the, ratings every year and the highest ratings on tv are our football the nfl as well as college football and it's compelling live unpredictable content 
Yeah. And, uh, and so the value is only going to go up. The fact that you have these streaming services paying for some of these Thursday night games and all the rest show that show the value of it. So if you could get a contract, at least obviously the ESPN has to agree to, to whatever, whatever is, you know, it's not, it's not just a one way decision. It's you, you have to interact with ABC or Disney. Yeah. You know, the ESPN family to, to get them to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to come up with a contract that uh, will inure to the benefit of the ACC at a level relatively close to the SEC and uh, the Big Ten. Now, I'm yeah. not sure if you could actually negotiate that, but that would be something they certainly should be endeavoring to do right now. Uh, George, Joe Thomas would like to squeeze in a question as we have been okay. discussing this. Mr. Senator, Mr. Day, Senator, so. Mr. Senator. No, uh, George, <laughs> George, I'm going to p- pivot off the world you and Mac have inhabited, which is uh, gridirons and, and uh, chin straps, and move into the one that you and I spent so much time in on this. And I've asked Mac this, and it's, it continues to dog me uh, because I work in the world of sponsoring these things, and you know we're an affiliate, and you get ad and, and is a benefit uh, the advertiser. So if you'll indulge me one quick moment to serve my listeners a quick moment here to tell them what's going on uh, for a second this morning. I have one follow-up question as we run uh, an extended visit with uh, the Mac McDonald's notebook uh, this morning on Joe Thomas in the morning. But first... Scattered afternoon and evening showers, highs in the lower 50s. WCHV time, 8.30 and 41 degrees outside of the automated office system studios in Charlottesville. Simple Systems and Solutions, AOSCorp.net and News. Even these special presentations uh, brought to you uh, at 8.30 by the Good Feet store in the shops at Stonefield. Uh, Governor... Governor Allen, you know, and I've asked this, and it dogs me about this ACC thing. At some point, I feel like we're we're playing a game of chicken. We're all just assuming that ESPN and CBS and Fox are all going to continue to have uh, billions and billions of dollars worth of ad revenue. Now let's go into George Allen, the uh, the Virginia House of Delegates member, the former governor, the former senator. What happens when, as you see it, you you see it all the time, uh, the economy going into what may be a ditch, um, these revenue streams for these networks start to dry up. Uh, Walmart doesn't have billions of dollars to give, you know, the SEC or, or the ACC for that matter. And and all of a sudden, these state schools like UVA and Virginia Tech are turning back to the General Assembly saying, hey, we, we're, we're short money all of a sudden because our contracts have dried up. Um, you know, talk about the impact that could befall taxpayers if these schools start to get used to this ad revenue and then lose it, uh, as often happens in, in broadcast? Okay, a good question. I, I don't think a penny of taxpayer dollars should be uh, paying for athletic programs. Good athletic programs stand on their own. The football programs actually not only should pay for themselves, and one, of the, one of the restraints and why money matters so much is because of Title IX, which is another issue that's got to get uh, somehow resolved in the midst of all this reconfiguration and resorting of, of college athletics. But the, the college the football programs, generally speaking, again, the good ones, the, the ones in the SEC and the, uh, the Big Ten, and I, I assume the ACC as well and, and Big 12, they, they pay for themselves. 
their biggest drain for them is that they have the money that the athletic departments at these colleges get from football end up having to pay for these non-revenue sports, crew teams or uh, field hockey mm-hmm. or lacrosse and, and so forth. Generally speaking, the basketball programs, the, the, the men's and, and, some, and some of the women's basketball programs can pay for themselves. They have good TV contracts. Baseball is, is probably fairly close, but some of these other sports, what, what needs to be done with them is I think that these non-revenue sports ought to not be having to, to fly, say, in the ACC. You know, so Charles, the students at the University of Virginia have to go to, to Berkeley and to Stanford to play a, a, a field hockey match or a lacrosse match or a tennis match or something. It's absurd. These sports ought to be... Uh, more regionalized, and and they ought to be playing uh, against colleges that are within a bus ride away. You still can have a national championship. You can have a Mid-Atlantic, South Atlantic, Northeastern, Midwestern, you know, it's such and such. You can have uh, 20 different regions and ultimately still have a national championship. But the taxpayer should not be paying for, for college athletics. They ought to stand on their own as... And this is a big business. This is a business, and as a business, they ought to be able to fund it themselves. And if they can't fund it, they'll just have to go down to a lower level and have fewer scholarships available. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the way I look at it. It's a free market, and, and let these business entities stand on their own. The advertising revenues, and, and, and you know, even, even ESPN it doesn't have an unlimited amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's what, what advertisers will pay for. But again... If you look at the ratings uh, for TV ratings, I mentioned you know the top ten teams or the top thirty-two teams. Th- these are the ones who you know advertisers know who's watching, and this is a great demographic that they want to advertise on, and they're always the highest rated. So regardless of how the economy is, football is, is still going to be uh, compelling. And what it's really coming down to is they're going to have to share some of the revenues with the performers, the athletes who are mm-hmm. taking the risk. The coaches are getting good, good big contracts, which is fine. Uh, but now some of the, the, the players are actually going to get something. And uh, I think, you know, I'm not for unions, but I think the only way that they're going to resolve some of this and get some guardrails on this, this portal issue and NIL is a collective bargaining agreement, and that's collective bargaining agreement with the, the players' union at the NFL level is what allows the NFL, as a monopoly, to get away with their restraint of trade mm-hmm. that you cannot sign a pro contract until three years of, of college eligibility, whereas hockey players, baseball players, as a practical yeah. matter, basketball players can sign binding contracts as soon as they turn 18. But there's this restraint uh, in in football where the colleges end up being a development league, making billions of dollars off of football, but a development league for the NFL. 
Good stuff, yeah. George. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mac, for letting me ask you a question. I appreciate it. Oh, and I want to just I want to thank uh, Senator because uh, we had a uh, we talked for an hour the other day, and I I took a ton of notes. And so, George, thank you for uh, waking up with us and having a cup of coffee. And uh, we'll keep our naturally we'll keep our ear to the ground. And as the Florida State case develops, I might send you an email or two, you know, and say, George, what what about this? What about this? But but Joe, as as George and I uh, talked about. The biggest ca- the biggest part of this could be where are we going to try it, Carolina? Yeah, the venue. The venue. Yeah, what venue? Where are we going to go? Florida. And by the way, you saw where uh, the Florida judge in Florida was a Florida State uh, former. He's an alum, and he got funny his that. Funny <laughs> that. <laughs> Good stuff. And he, and you see, this tells you why the home field, home cook, and home field advantage. You know, he, if he were on a jury, he'd probably be struck as not a, you know, an impartial juror. And I don't yeah. see any judge saying, no, I don't want this case. You can send it off to another state. I think yeah, the judge. Exactly. So that, and maybe the Supreme Court will get involved in this one. Yeah, exactly. George, thank you. We'll keep in touch. Have a great, great new year. And uh, we'll right. be in touch, and I'll talk to you very soon. Adios. Wishing you all a healthy, winning new year. Absolutely. Thank you, George.